Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text our show on 8.12.15. You can follow our show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or you can email our show via the Absolute Radio website. I love the way you elongate our. Well, it is our show, mm. but when mm-hmm. I say our, I speak for everyone listening as well. What? Do you see? <laughs> they're all earning it now. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, they're not okay. getting any money out of it. But you know what I mean? It's, I feel oh. they have a certain ownership. They're not the only ones. People don't come to radio for the money. <laughs> to love. Telling me. Oh, so I, um, I, I came into the show this morning. I was picked up um, by... Um, there was just a big, a big, like a truck outside my house <laughs> when I went out. You brought him by truck? <laughs> it, was a, it was an eight-seater. Oh, nice. Um, I don't yeah, know what you call it. Was in the back. What we would call a minibus, do they still call it that? You can if you want, yeah. yeah. People carrier, that's another word that people use. So there was like. Um, MPV, multiple Were you on an vehicle, episode of a coach trip without realising <laughs> it? Well, if I was, no one else was on it. <laughs> it was just me on the back. I felt like Ian Lavender going to a dad's army reunion. <laughs> It was just weird being be the only one in the back. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, what I call a boy's own bus. Yeah, I mean, it was oh, it was spacious. <laughs> I sneezed at one point, and the driver went, bless you, and I, I, th- I forgot he was here. He was so far away. <laughs> <laughs> Voice came from... Anyway, that was, uh, that was, was an that exciting okay? time. Did you not ask him what it was? What, what kind of car? No. So Why would I ask him that? Because well, you got in it thinking, I've never been in one of these before, so surely you say... What kind of car is this, mate? Or well, what are you thought, driving no, these you days? say that because you're Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I am, yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I thought we might be picking up other people on the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> bring us all in. It was a new cost-saving initiative yeah. and you had to go buy me Good and idea. Alan in that Manchester. Would that would be quite nice, though, wouldn't yeah. it? I don't know if we have a little it. chat on the way in yeah, and stuff. Start with the bands, couldn't we? Oh god, the mega bands. Well, we could have got it. Mega bands. <laughs> we could have. We could have had mega bands and and, and a spe- still a spare seat. And mega lols. Yeah, um, hopefully mega lols. My driver this morning called you. I love it when we talk about uh, my driver. Mm-hmm. But my driver this morning called you a ledge, Frank. Oh, okay. He said he's mm. a ledge, and then he said he didn't know what a podcast was, so I had <laughs> to explain. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... I wonder if there's someone who's absolutely... An, you know these, like, were the revolutionary plastic windows that were invented? Mm. Um, where, you know, you could put them in the houses and they don't rot and they're cheaper than wood. The person who invented that in the industry, is he known as a window ledge? Brilliant. Oh. Very good. Do you think that's a, that's a possibility? Yeah. But I'll tell you, now here's the thing that... Here's a funny thing, here is a funny thing. This this is one, I don't know if the youth will be able to identify with this, but I had a really exciting moment when I got to the Absolute Radio studios because um, I I take the stairs. You know, I think in life you should take the stairs if you can. Um, You know, a little bit of fitness training. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what... that's Frank's exercise. I'll, I'll tell yeah, you I'll be working out. <laughs> yeah, but do you take the stairs or the lift? What do you think? Have you seen me recently? Of course I take the lift. OK. Well, um, I take the stairs. And what was brilliant is I thought, oh, this is the second floor coming up. It was the third floor. Oh. Can you imagine <laughs> the thrill of that? Oh, Can you God. imagine 
how good that felt. Yeah. Honestly felt like someone had given me a thousand pounds. And not <laughs> and I don't mean in a brown envelope. Oh, because I mean, it was the third floor. Yeah. I mean that they'd floor. given me a thousand pounds in like a little display case. You know when it splayed out into oh, like no. like a fan? Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of um, a handover of a thousand pounds. It's lovely. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. We've had a text and you're helping people in their life, Frank. Am I? Yeah. We've had a text from 575 who says, Hey, Breakfast Club, which... um, I think is our new gang nickname. Yeah, that was that popular Brat Pack movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yes. We guys were just like that, aren't we? We are. I can't remember what it was like. No. What, Breakfast Club? Oh, I loved it. Um, hey, Breakfast Club, this is a little unrelated to any previous textings, but this week I went on a date for the first time in three years. Oh. And whilst waiting for the lovely lady to turn up, the nerves kicked in, dot, dot, dot. After moments of panicking, I honestly said to myself out loud, what would Frank Skinner do? I don't think we want to answer that question. Well, he, think, he, thinks, he seems to think it went well. He, he, woke, says, he woke up on a central reservation <laughs> too, that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He just got the, he got the era wrong. No, needless <laughs> to say, we already have the next date booked. Thanks. Oh, so you're, it's a civic duty you're doing for the... Wow, um, but what, 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 would, what, what would Frank I do? Skinner do? Well, I, I think, we were hoping I think you, you went on the date and you were a laugh and you've, you've won another... The date. That's that's what I'm extrapolating from that. Is that I right? think. Oh, I don't know. I'm, meant... I'm very busy this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think by what would Frank Skinner do? It would mean very funny and very authentic. Oh, authentic. how lovely! It's true. Authentic. Yes, authentic. Bit, all right. Sounds a bit unwashed to me. Authentic. <laughs> well, you're talking about my authentic. Actually, authentic underwear is uh, yeah. is, uh, is some of the um, off the market underwear I do wear. It's very <laughs> tight, like tight around the thigh. <laughs> Like it's designed for some sort of tubular man. Oh. <laughs> there is such a thing. Isn't that a nice story, though, Frank? It's a lovely I like story. That. I don't quite get it, but all the best stories are like that. Mm. Let us consider the Billy Goat's gruff. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, get that. I don't get the. Fall. And other things that haven't been said anywhere in the world. This uh, what's morning. the troll? What does the troll gain from uh, living under the bridge? Yeah, good point. To hell, to hell with, to hell with the troll. Shade, shade. Yeah, I suppose so. Don't throw shade at me. Okay. He, um, oh, I was, I, I, I was, um, I was at Hampton Court Palace last night. One of his days out. Oh, why didn't you tell me? Well, I was in. A, I wasn't actually in the palace. I was in a a, a marquee. You know that's my equivalent of the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yes. In case you don't know, um, rather marvellously, I once asked Emily what was her um, would but shouldn't, and it was Henry VIII. <laughs> What's wrong with that? No, I've it's a great. painting of him in my bedroom. It's great. Bed. Um, but anyway, uh, he wasn't in. <laughs> I've never really forgiven him for the Reformation, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, I was, it was a Doctor Who panel is what oh. it was. So I was interviewing um, uh, PCAP. Nice. And um, and then uh, Stephen Moffat and Brian Minchin of the, um, of the you know, the, the creative team. team. Right. So I was on my way. Obviously, I was quite excited about it. And then we got stuck in the worst traffic you've ever seen in your life. And I thought, yeah. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to make it. Oh. And I, yeah. I, I felt myself tense up. I was clenched. 
Mm-hmm. I was I'd, I'd actually drawn a lot of the upholstery into a into a, a peak <laughs> on the back seat. I was in a four seater car. Oh yeah. So oh, I felt also I felt very closed in. <laughs> you weren't in the eighteen minibus. So I was also starving. Oh. And I thought, one thing is I won't have to go and just go straight out there. I won't have time to eat. Mm. So I was starting to... The driver was already very, very anxious. And then someone called me and said, where are you? And I said, look, we're in traffic and we're going to be at least another half an hour. Oh. And then I said to him, um, you're the bad guy, everyone hates you. I said to the driver. Oh, dear. <laughs> I thought we'd fire him on to find quicker routes. <laughs> mm. But anyway, I said... It's I'm more great. stick than carrot, though, isn't it, that? It's more stick than carrot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you have to... That's autobiography. I, I had no real carrot to offer him. <laughs> of course, you're hungry. But coincidentally, um, I said, I'm really starving, so I'm not going to have time to eat. I said, I don't... If I said, if I have to do this, hungry, I said, I'm, I could faint up there. Passive-aggressive march. Yeah. Good. I think it's, it's, it's all about... Driver. It's all about... It's about motivation. Yeah. It's a sort of Mourinho-type <laughs> thing. So um, he said, um, "I'm going to do the voice." Okay. Right. He was uh, he was East, he was from Eastern Europe. Okay. He said, um, "I I have um, sandwich my wife make for me." No. Oh, don't. And I said, um, "Okay." You didn't. Yeah. And he said, "I have some uh, little cheese biscuits." As well. I said, "Yeah, I love, I love, I love you those." Didn't. I did. Oh my god! I took his lunch. Well, I presume it was his dinner. How much? How much did you give him? <laughs> No, I didn't give him any. Oh, well, I thought he owed me. <laughs> what, were you being late? Yeah. <laughs> OK, we were asking this morning what would Frank Skinner do. I think <laughs> you've successfully answered that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a very... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more in a minute, but um, it just seemed the obvious thing to do. You don't agree? And it came around, it was all, it was so packaged with love, do you know what I mean? It was lovely. The the um, the cheese biscuits and got an elastic band round, oh, so it, once nice. he'd had enough, he could, he could go back oh, the in. The poignancy, I can't bear it. It was, it was lovely and um, tasty. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a tweet in from Mike, who says... Uh, hashtag what would Frank Skinner do take a hard working man's lunch and tell the nation how nice it was <laughs> well that's a good point there's really a few is. points here aren't there <laughs> okay. first of all we don't know he's a hard working he was it took him two hours to get from my house to Hampton Court Palace he was I mean I'm not blaming him for that the traffic was bad and also um, it, I, I'm pretty sure it was his dinner not right. his lunch <laughs> Um, I tell you what, because he was... I'm glad um, you've addressed the key issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it, it made absolute sense, because I had to go straight on stage. He could wander about and find food. Yeah, he's probably... That's a super attitude. ten minutes into your gig, isn't he? You know, he's, he's probably queued for vegetables in his youth. <laughs> anyway, um, so he... Unlike he, your affluent start in life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, we didn't bother with vegetables. We have an outside toilet. <laughs> but anyway, um, so it was the sandwich as well. It felt a bit exotic. Mm. You know, there's a sort of white bread that you can get um, oh, in overseas, which no, it feels a bit sort of a oh, bit sturdier, bimbo. a bit sturdier than um, bimbo. Is that what it's called? What? Bimbo bread, I love it. 
No, this looks like it's been made with uh, one eye for troops coming over the horizon. Right. That kind of... It felt sturdy. And it was... It had stuff on it that you wouldn't normally get on an English sandwich. It had, like, a soft cheese, which was very nice, and, and a salami, a, a really... You know, hard Are you doing core. a dissertation on this sandwich? <laughs> I've never heard so much detail. <laughs> the thing is, I haven't had a holiday this year, and this <laughs> this is basically <laughs> this, this is the closest I've got to going overseas this year. Was this sandwich? So, add a thin layer of. Che- are we talking processed cheese or soft Well, cheese, I don't know. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking, um, oh. we're talking Eastern European cheese. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we cleared that up then. Yeah, but it was love. It was a nice sandwich, I have to say. Right. Any vegetable in there? Was there a bit of tomato or a in cucumber? A sandwich? No, no. no. <laughs> Who has vegetable in no, a sandwich? No. Oh, I must have this onion and aubergine sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said he couldn't be bothered to queue. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I had the sandwich and I said to him, because I thought I, I need to, you know, let, well, let's take some of the tension out of the situation. I said, uh, this wouldn't be a bad short story, would it? It's a, 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 a celebrity gets into a car and then they're on somewhere and they get stuck and the celebrity says, I've got to eat before I go on, and the bloke gives me a sandwich. It turns out the bloke's wife was trying to poison the, 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 the husband. Actually, that is a good short story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I wasn't I said, with you until the poisoning bit. And I said... I can't believe you referred to yourself as a celebrity. <laughs> Well, I, I feel to, absolutely ill. I had to speak. I had to use basic language. <laughs> so I, I said, um, oh, "Wouldn't that be a good?" And then I get poisoned, <laughs> and yeah. you realise that you know you're. I said, and the great thing about it is you are rewarded for your kindness giving me the sandwich by escaping death. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, "Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is good story." Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I said. Um, did he, he say? Said, and he more, said more parable, if you will. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't say parable. Um, and he said, I like um, him saying, "If you will." <laughs> and he said, um, "But, um, but what about wife?" <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, you know, you would. I suppose you'd phone the police and say my wife's tried." He said, and then he said to me, um, "No, no, I think I go home and uh, t- chop off her head and kick it around like football." <laughs> He's a great writer. Yeah, and I thought. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking more Agatha Christie. You've gone. You've gone Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. But... To me, it spoiled the whole. It's, no, it's even like retrospectively it slightly impaired the sandwich. I think he's a better short story writer than you from this. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought. It, no, it was too much for me. <laughs> I'd just eaten. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. The Pope is on tour. He is. Have you seen that? It's, uh, it's exciting times for the Pope. He's gone to the States. Oh, to, I hate uh, it when people call it the States. What? I don't like that. The United States? <laughs> yeah. The USA? It's one of my... I, I really judge people who say the States. Well, you've judged me oh, before. I, don't like I think the States I'll cope either. with it. <laughs> I'll cope with it. I've been judged in the past. No. I'm a big boy. <laughs> OK. Yeah, well, I, d- I judge that as well. So anyway, the Pope has gone to the States. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it now for <laughs> okay. the rest of the mm. show. You know that, don't you? <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and, I mean, he did a speech. He... he he did quite a long speech, which I saw a bit of, and that was good. But the main breaking news on uh, Pope Watch is that he then got into a Fiat 500L and was driven away. That's his... Uh, That's the way you know every aspect wheels. of that car. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. It's Thank God it wasn't a Volkswagen. In it. 
wouldn't have worked. It was very uh, madcap comedy, wasn't it? Him getting into that <laughs> little uh, Fiat. Well, he's a bit, um, he's a bit Jeremy Corbyn in the in that sort of very wear your humility Bank. on your sleeve. Yes, sort of as thing. the Americans would say, one hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he does. Yeah, he likes a bit of that. It's, uh, I, it's just good to see him with uh, th- what I, it said that they um, they had separate. Him and Obama met him at the airport, and they had mm-hmm. separate yeah. motorcades. That's right. Yeah. yeah. First of all, one of my favourite words in all the world is motorcade. <laughs> they use that word a lot in the states. It sounds like something you might get in a bottle in a shop yes. in Birmingham in the seventies. Gatorade. I have um, can I have a wagon wheel and one of them little bottles of motorcade. <laughs> Can I tell you, Frank, what was also very 70s was that he hasn't been to America before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's his first visit. Yeah, the How thing old is, are you? 74? Not only yeah. that, never he's, been. he's from Argentina as well, which is not that far away, is it? That's true, yeah. But, well, I'm going to do it for the first... He's left it a bit late. He can't take advantage of the nightlife at his age. Well, but, actually, like I said, I saw a little bit of his speech on, um, I think, BBC News, and uh, he devoted a long chunk of it to how big the food portions were there. So it's his first visit for Sure. Like, <laughs> dinners are massive here. Yeah, and they're so friendly in the shops. <laughs> I, w- you know what? I will have a nice day. <laughs> no, it's a five-day tour. But how did they organise the motorcade then? If they had one mm. each, are they sort of side by side? And the Pope's looking across, and there's Barack Obama in his big car. Right. Oh, like the race in Greece at the end. I imagine that there's the thing where the drivers look at each other and do three, two, one, and then they both set off simultaneously, isn't that? And they're, like, debating who's got the most outriders and stuff like that. Yeah, I've never really... Do you think they've got a more sophisticated way of communicating than three, two, one? I hope so. Do you think there's some kind of earpiece situation? They love the curly earpiece, those. That's um, right. They're they're quite macho, those guys, aren't they? Oh, um, Oh, don't get me started. They cannot be delighted with the Pope's choice of vehicle, can they? The security detail (laughs) that are like, yeah, yeah, I'd like the big limo guy. Uh, Oh, I've got the Fiat 500L. And also... I think Ow, you can sorry. get it into a flight case if it if, if, <laughs> if, if gunfire starts. Also, bear in mind, they cool. there's a lot of there's a lot of wardrobe, isn't there? It's like a bride in the back of a car with all that with all the pope. That, well, all that fabric. Yeah. Yes. He looked quite squashed in there, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, this is the big Fiat 500. You know, I'm the motoring correspondent on this show. There is the Fiat 500 and there's the Fiat 500L, which is sort of oh. a roomier version, which I'm led to believe that the Pope got in case he had to give any bishops a lift and they need to keep their hat on. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not an expert on... I hope, the, I hope that the sort of the Cardinal Outriders, that would have looked oh, fantastic. Yeah. I like that the Pope's in a Fiat 500, I came in in an eight-seater. <laughs> 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 I tell you, when I I, um, I played football on the beach at um, at Cannes in uh, Man of the People en France, and we played. Um, well, I was supposed to be playing against the 1994 Brazil World Cup winning team, but they wow. were a man down. So um, they said to me, "Do you want to play on our side?" Wow! So I I, I I dressed in the Brazil kit. I had my photo team photos. Kids came over and had their photo took with me, <laughs> thinking I was in the Brazil <laughs> 1994 team. And at the end of it, um, obviously I was rubbish, and they were still, you know, really good. And we won. And at the end of it, I um, they, we all went up, and they got into all got into one people carrier, and I got into a Rolls Royce <laughs> <laughs> in my kit, in my kit, and my trainers. 
Oh, oh what would Frank Skinner do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Could I get a sandwich from the driver? No. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Uh, yeah, the Pope. 660 is asked, Hi Frank, is Alan pontificating? That's very fine. Good mm-hmm. work. What's it wrong with that? Am I? File that one. Um, I tell you what though, uh, because he wears white mm-hmm. all the time, obviously. Oh, he loves a winter white? Yeah, so he's all in white and he's going to the White House. Mm-hmm. If he goes outside for a smoke, <laughs> he could be lost for hours. I never. <laughs> I'll never find him. He's just leaning against a wall, watching the security guards going past, <laughs> thinking, ah, they're, they're full. Yeah. <laughs> With, Ooh, his a bit strong. With his menthols. I imagine. You know about. I imagine he might smoke. He might. Oh, I can see him with a menthol. Yeah. Mm. Do you think a menthol? Yeah, I see him with that. Yeah, what's what's the famous menthol ones? That they're cool. Something like Colgate, what they're called. Coles. Consulate. Oh, consulate. Consulate. Smoking a consulate at the the White House. You're keeping the um, diplomatic theme going. It all links together, doesn't it? The writers have really knocked it out of the park on this one today. He's got a five day tour. Yeah. He's like Guns N' Roses. He's got Philly, NYC. Five. I'm not even calling that a tour. Five days. (laughs) I wonder if he's packed a lot of luggage or if he's just going to do it in the one outfit. They're not going to fit it in the boot, Al, of that uh, Fiat. Fiat 500L. It'd be good to know how much stuff he travels with. It would, wouldn't it? Like, I'm I'm interested in the logistics. Does he change it every day, that, that, the robes? Well, he has problems with his, I believe it's called a Fanon. A what? There's like a cape thing they wear. Oh, yeah. The double cape. I believe it is actually called a Fanon. I may, please correct me if I'm wrong, readers. I I don't know the answer to that, I'm ashamed to say. They blow up in the wind, you see. Yes, well, it's very, it was very windy at the airport. I thought, thank goodness uh, Donald Trump isn't the (laughs) president. (laughs) (laughs) Because his hair would have completely unraveled. It'd be like watching a house of cards come down. Do you know, my heart did go out to the Pontiff, because he had the school band playing to him. And oh, yeah. I'm a bit phobic about the school band. Did he have the school band? Yeah, they d- well, they had children playing for him, and I just think, come on, spend a bit of money. But <laughs> I'm afraid... I don't want to hear children on recorders playing Kumbaya. What about Mike Nolan's Buck Fizz? There are loads of <laughs> options. But well, the true, thing yeah. is, if you're a dignitary, one of the things is you have to listen to children doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Look at the Queen, the stuff she has to sit through. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, flowers, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, she has the fla- the flowers in her hand. She's got like you know the five seconds. Is it the five second test if you drop a sandwich? Yeah, yeah. She does that with the flowers. Little girl comes out. Oh, thank you, lady in waiting. It's there. It barely touches the royal oh. glove. Of course, the Queen drives a dark green Jaguar X type. We've, uh, <laughs> we've covered that before. Oh yes, yeah. She Interesting weird. news. Dalai Lama, Bentley Continental GT. You, he does he completely drive? Completely shrink wrapped <laughs> in uh, in like a monogram of DL. It says DL all over it. And Shut he's, up. Got, he's got a private number plate that says Dalai, but the A's are fours. Oh yeah, so Dal. I started. Excuse me, he has got a private number plate. The Pope. <laughs> uh, the Did Pope you see does. that? The Dalai doesn't. I don't know. Does the Pope has SCV one. Which is Latin. Oh, yes, Latin Vatican, is. I love, I love having a Latin personalised number flight. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that is special. Um, but the, does the, do you think the Dalai Lama drives? I don't think so, no. I don't yeah, what's with the robes all up? My car, my crib, my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's 
I can see him. He's quite fiddy sent behind the wheel. Yeah, he made a little sexist joke this week, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's got. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he makes, uh, if he's got like some Hot Wheels, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think well, he's more bloke than we've given him credit for. Does the Dalai Lama drive? I mean, in this in this Best manifestation, we've ever done. <laughs> I don't want to know if he drove previously. <laughs> What about if you went and took his test and just took it like that and said, oh, you know, I could drive. That'd be good. I could drive three me's ago. I just remember it. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. My heart did go out to the Pontif because uh, he had the school band playing to him. And oh, yeah. I'm a bit phobic about the school band. Did he have the school band? Yeah, they d- well, they had children playing for him, and I just think, come on, spend a bit of money. But <laughs> I'm afraid... I don't want to hear children on recorders playing Kumbaya. What about Mike Nolan's Buck Fizz? There are loads of <laughs> options. But well, the true, thing yeah. is, if you're a dignitary, one of the things is you have to listen to children doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Look at the Queen, the stuff she has to sit through. Yeah, <laughs> true. Uh, flowers, oh yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, she has the fl- the flowers in her hand. She's got, like, you know, the five second. Is it the five second test if you drop a sandwich? Yeah, yeah. She does that with the flowers. Little girl comes out, oh, thank you, lady in waiting. It's there, it barely touches the royal glove. Of course, the Queen drives a dark green Jaguar X type. We've, uh, <laughs> we've covered that before. Oh, yes. Yeah. She Interesting reared. news. Dalai Lama, Bentley Continental GT. You, he, does he Completely shrink wrapped <laughs> in, uh, in like a monogram of DL. It says DL all over it. And he's Shut got, up. He's got a private number plate that says Dalai, but the A's are fours. Oh, yeah. So Dal- I started. Excuse me, he has got a private number plate, the Pope. <laughs> the Did Pope you see does. that? The Dalai doesn't. I don't know. The Pope has SCV1. Which is Latin. Oh, yes, Latin is. I love, I love having a Latin personalised number flight. I yeah. mean, that is special. Um, but the, does the, do you think the Dalai Lama drives? I don't think so, no. Yeah, what's with the robes all up? My car, my crib, my <laughs> He's. I can see him. He's quite fiddy sent behind the wheel. Yeah, he made a little sexist joke this week, so I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it he's got. It was the Dalai like, Lama. Yeah, yeah, if he makes. Uh, if he's got. Like some Hot Wheels, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think well, he's more blokey than we've given him credit. Does for. the Dalai Lama drive? I mean, in this in this Best manifestation, <laughs> I don't want to know if he drove previously. <laughs> what about if you went and took his test and just took it like that and said, "Oh, you know, I could drive." That'd be good. I could drive three me's ago. I just remember it. <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be brilliant. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Why don't you text the show on 8.12.15? We haven't had many today, have we? Uh, we we have, have, but some of them are praise. And obviously uh, that's a no-go area for you. No, but I'm just glad to know they exist. Oh, they're here. Some of them I haven't finished finish this bit. Um, <laughs> for, are they? Oh. <laughs> Follow the show on... Um, I thought it was Clive Sinclair at the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. There you go, it's said. That'll be good on Absolute 80s, the Sinclair joke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he seems a nice man. Uh, is he still with us, by the way? Clive Sinclair? Oh, no. I, I think so. Is he? OK. He's keeping a low profile, but you can't help it in those cars. <laughs> 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 I've actually done a Clive a Sinclair. Sinclair C5 joke. Wow. Incredible, I'm so proud. Have you Why got not? some top loader material coming up? <laughs> when a joke is born. Ooh. So, um, 
someone, I, I know someone who, who had an audience with the Pope. <clears throat> and apparently he comes out on stage mm. and he just starts talking. You know, I told you I saw the Archbishop of Canterbury. What do you mean an audience with? Is it like on ITV or something? No, it's a bit like that, an yeah. audience with. Yeah. I don't and know then an get... All Saint in the audience I, and maybe Lizzie Cundy. That's it. And, uh, yeah, so it's... Uh... I've got a question for you, Ponty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you Who's see... the best person you've ever met? Did you see that Madonna referred to him as Popey Wopey? Did she? Yeah. Oh, Madonna. How do you feel about that? I feel... How old are you? Me, four. No, I was thinking about Madonna. Oh, I see. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask me a question. Uh, this about is Mad- you know Madonna has always been like on the cutting edge of shock tactics. I yeah. bet she thought, I know what I'll do. I'll call him Popey Wopey. This is what happens when someone in their fi- I know this from my own experience. When someone yeah. in their fifties thinking, right now, what's the cutting edge? Mm. <laughs> I know, Popey Wopey. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, consequently, that's why I'm the only one who knows about it on today's show. Yeah. Mm. There was a time, of course, everything she said. She hasn't got as many followers as him on Twitter, I don't think. Is that right? He's got seven million followers, same as Little Mix. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Stephen Fry's got four million more than the Pope. I see. Ooh. Yeah. 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 He doesn't doesn't work a crowd, the Pope, like uh, old Fryer. No. Um, <laughs> I think he actually canvases for followers. I've seen him in the street with a rosette on. Who, the Pope? No, Fryo. Fryo. I like Fryo. Um, yeah, uh, but uh, you know what I told you? I saw the Archbishop of Canterbury and he, oh, yeah, he yeah, walked yeah. on stage and said, don't worry, it's only the Archbishop of Canterbury. That was his, <laughs> that was his opener. Which One I'm of the best openers ever. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Pope apparently just he doesn't he doesn't say hello I'm the Pope he just goes straight into the material straight in with we them. could all learn from that what do you what, mean what's the material <laughs> you know prayers so and stuff the Chinese and the chopsticks <laughs> well, that's Seinfeld isn't it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you ever been in a Fiat 500 and uh, you get that clicking sound um, I don't know why he talks like that <laughs> but anyway is there guitar music in between all his jokes uh, as well like Seinfeld so um yeah, so he doesn't say, hello, I'm the Pope. He, he just assumes that you know who he is. And I think, I find myself, in, in, when I do gigs, I still say, go on and introduce myself, mm-hmm. even though it's on the ticky. Yeah. So I think we can all, all learn from his confidence. Well, Madonna says, um, hi, I'm Madonna. Does she? Yeah, and you have to say, yes, I know who you are. I think that's quite nice. It, that doesn't sound at all uh, her. Do you? I think it's utterly disingenuous. <laughs> passive-aggressive. Yeah, but I, li- I like... That's the tone I like. <laughs> um, passive-aggressive and disingenuous. Johnny Cash's catchphrase was, Allow I'm Johnny Cash. That was his catchphrase? Yeah. Well, that's not really a catchphrase. Well, it so was his catchphrase. His it used to get a cheer when he said it. I saw him with the highway man, and he didn't say it till about 40 minutes in. He suddenly leaned in and went... Oh, I'm Johnny Cash, and it absolutely rocked the place. Wow. So when he died, I nicked that catchphrase, and I use it now. It doesn't go anywhere near as well. Anyway, I've got to tell you a story about my parish priest. (laughs) First of all, we'll play this. Great. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Yes, yeah, so my parish priest said, I've got some good news and some bad news. This was in the pulpit. He says, I've, I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is that we've got all the money we need to complete the refurbishment of the roof. 
the bad news is it's in your bank accounts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought it was rather fine. That's Have good. you been drinking from your cup? <laughs> <laughs> now he's got like a gold thing. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah. Well, he has got. He has the wine as well. Oh, I love it when they come out with a funny. Mm. Is that yeah. is that the sort of caliber of the funnies there? At the, uh... You don't think it's a good funny? No, I like it. It's a good line. I don't I'm think just that's asking. bad. In fairness, I'm not having a go. Yeah, just oh, you just hate everything that's got to do with um... <laughs> God. God. You just hate God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really yeah. fond of this pope, though. Yeah, he's my favourite pope. I've never felt such affection he's for a religious my fave, figure. My favourite pope ever. Huh? Yeah. That's, uh, that doesn't put him too high in the tree. It puts him at the top of the tree. Okay, well that's fair enough in the pope tree. Anyway, Obama, Obama's probably my second favourite president after um, FD Roosevelt. Oh, Joe Biden, Teddy, I would. Teddy Roosevelt, rather. <laughs> Joe Biden, hello. Really? What about Lincoln? No, I like Lincoln because of the. Um, the beard but no moustache. I've always loved that. <laughs> oh, you like that, don't oh, there's you? A, there's a real strong sense that it's um, unelastic. There's something a bit creepy about him, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lincoln? Yeah. Mm. I know he did a lot of good, but, you know, I wouldn't. Um, Bad taste. <laughs> they all did in those no, days. No, I had a dream about him. I had a dream that I was in a quarry and Lincoln was standing on the top um, um, w- with, um, with, you know, his Lincoln outfit on. Yeah, it's Lincoln costume. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he he spoke and he got quite, got very bad teeth. Mm-hmm. Just, just live with me. Mm. Okay. So, well, that'll be. Uh, <laughs> is that your uh, your text has gone off? Is that your purple that, alert? That's <laughs> actually. Um, Who's it Pope, from? Pope Robin, Robin Hood has uh, arrived in my car. <laughs> Sorry Hang. about that. Sorry, it's very unprofessional. It's the, it's the least One four three has texted us to say, Morning, Frank, Alan and Emily. I've just been for my flu jab. The appointment time was 8.53. Wow. That is good. It's catching on. Yeah. No oppressive twelves there. I had my uh, flu jab this week. You get to our age, of course, it's a killer, you see. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a Can flu you not say our age? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant me and that bloke, not me and okay. you. Right. Yeah, you and the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I hope he's had his flu, Joe. We've also had a text in, uh, 731 has texted, I used to see Sir Clive Sinclair running in the mall, uh, not shopping in brackets. He wore those terrible, very short athletic shorts <laughs> with a small slit up the side and his suit <laughs> socks. Really? That's good, <laughs> good info. Running in the mall? And was he singing, I'm running in the mall? Maybe. I'm Sir Clive Sinclair. <laughs> I'm the bloke that made those small cars that look like a cheese wedge. <laughs> I'm running in the mall. What if he'd done that? How long before he'd been arrested? Not arrested, but I'm arrested in a care room, might I think? I am. Clive Sinclair's lost it. I think it might be the beginning of a good text in there. Mm. Who, what celebrities have you seen exercising? Yeah, I, I was jogging. Once... Jogging ones would be good, and and indeed gymnasium. I was once oh, in yes. a gymnasium, in and uh, Goran Goran Ivanisevich <laughs> was in there. Goran Ivanisevich, West Brom fan. Is he? Oh, yeah. Lovely. How did that happen? I don't know, really. <laughs> I was once on the... St- there was three stretch mats at a, at a gym in um, in Belsize Park in oh, yeah. North London. I was on the middle one. Um, to my left was Michael Palin, and to my right was Eleanor Bonham Carter. Wow. Oh. And her and sports gear was all black. Of course. Goth, goth to the last. Of course it was. Goth to the last. What about Clive Owen in my gym? Oh, yes. Is that uh, Compo? <laughs> <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and 
Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. I've got a little bit of banana muffin oh, in I my mouth. I don't think can tell. Just mm. uh, crack on as you are. <laughs> um, sorry about that. <laughs> it's funny how things creep up on you. It's you, enjoy you know, if you're eating something, you forget you're eating it. It's just in there. You know oh, what I'm talking about? No, I've never forgotten I've eaten anything. <laughs> okay. It's all no, I think about. Well, don't you keep a chart, a wall chart? Of course I do. I've got an app for it. Oh, nice. An alarm goes off. There'll be there'll be apps. Mm. Let's face it. Oh, there will be apps. We're eating banana muffin because it's Charlie's birthday coming up. Yeah, Charlie, who is uh, what is forty seven? What is your job? Assistant producer. Assistant producer <laughs> on the show. Mm -hmm. Like Chris Evans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I know she's a valuable member of the paid? team. No, tell us on air. Valuable member of the team. <laughs> I know she's available, but I don't know exactly the job title. That's fair enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. We couldn't. The show wouldn't operate without her. I know that. Oh yeah. Thank you, Charlie. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's her <laughs> something birthday. I used to say a lot back in the day. <laughs> we can now sing Happy <laughs> Birthday to her if we if we wish. I don't think well, we can. Well, we can't on radio, can we? No. If we but were we in could, America, yeah. It's it's long been a thing that if you sing Happy Birthday on anything, you have to pay um, royalties for it. Yeah. Uh, but in America, they've just sorted it out, so it might come here. In America, now you can go on American telly and sing Happy Birthday till the cows come home. Uh, well, I don't know on. that remix version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's much better, actually. Is that on an advert or I something? said to them it's years real. ago, it needs, a, it needs a bovine element. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's a bit of a strange mashup, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. Who wrote Happy Birthday, Frank? Can you remember? No googling? Is it, it, it's two women, is it? Two ladies, it? it's something I know. Oh, Mildred cool. and Patty Hill. Fantastic. I know that piece of information. That's good knowledge. Mm. I think that is good knowledge. I made a little patty hill on my uh, plate uh -huh. the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah. the chances of that. There's, um, there's a bit of searing insight on the story from um, a professional lawyer who uh, said on the Radio 4 Today programme... Um, if they've collected two million a year over that period, that's a large sum of money. Mm. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair enough. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what I have got, though, is I recorded my own um, song, which is... Um, what is it? It's, it's, it's a replacement for Happy Birthday that we can use until Happy Birthday is cleared in this country. Oh, oh is this fine. like Happy Birthday to you? So this is, like uh, this is one I've actually written. Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. why not? I think... I'm, I, what I, no, what I'm using is the word anniversary, so there's absolutely no. Because it is, it is an anniversary of your birth. Yeah. OK. No, it's not funny, it's just different. Here it goes. It's on my phone. Can you hear it? No. No. I'm pressed press it. Yeah. <laughs> I just checking to see if you were gonna. You know. Good check. You know, because sometimes test. when you're around power, you say, "Oh yes, I can hear it. It's brilliant," and I haven't even pressed it yet. Okay. That was a test, and you both passed. Congratulations. I'll just play it. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! It's 21 years since you came to be. Happy anniversary! What do you think about it? <laughs> What do you think? I love, love, love it. You can change I, the number. From 21 to... Yeah, it doesn't have to, to be 21. Numbers. The number's interchangeable. It's no. like 53 years since you came to be. That is really useful. I don't know how I feel about the sort of 
bloodhound and pickup truck <laughs> element to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's a little redneck. Yeah, I don't know why it came out. I didn't have that intention <laughs> at all. I was just wearing dongarees when I recorded it. That is weird. Yeah, and um, I was sitting on a pig. Yeah. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I thought, oh, I'll just record it because it's nice to have an alternative. And, and as me... soon as I leaned into the mic, I went, happy anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just hazard a guess? Was it a one-take wonder or did, did it go through several rewrites? Um, no, it was um, it was quite early on in the I, in I had form. a feeling. I, I had a feeling. I quite like that. it, Al. I just, as I say, there's a sort of... Um, extra in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. Wait, that's, that's all right. It's okay, but it's just a bit strange. I like the I mean, idea. There's something much less fun going on in an adjoining room. <laughs> um, but I always like that idea. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I just, it shows. I think it's arguably a better song than Happy Birthday. Uh, happy Birthday, if you think about it, is the line Happy Birthday to you, and then it's the line Happy Birthday to you again. And it's a minor variation, then it's the line Happy Birthday to you. I 100% agree, because there's two, one line too many. Uh, and also, but, but, and you haven't said that since the 80s. And, and, <laughs> but there's, um, there's a lot of rhymes with you. A you yes. is an easy one, and they just couldn't be bothered, um, uh, Daphne and um, Dolores Hill. Pew. Yeah. Loads Hill, of wasn't it? Mildred and Patty Hill. Mildred and Patty Hill. They couldn't they couldn't be bothered. I hate them. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So yes, I I also I've never been to uh, a birthday party for you too. Mm. Mm. I'm sure they have them. Oh I thought you meant us too. No, I meant them. <laughs> I'll ask my gardener. What? Well, as you know, I share a gardener with you two. Oh, yes, mm. of course. Mm. But I wonder if anyone has ever had the, the, the foresight to sing Happy Birthday, You Too. Happy Birthday, You Too. Mm. Instead of Happy Birthday to You. When oh, you say yeah. foresight, well, you mean really a positive spin on it. <laughs> well, I think that would be a clever twist. <laughs> I don't good. imagine they've got those kind of word wordsmiths <laughs> on the staff. No, I think <laughs> they're cool people, aren't they? Oh. Um, I remember doing a similar thing at uh, Desmond Tutu's birthday party. Happy birthday, Tutu. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> or to you, Tutu. He said, I've told you not to bring up my degree. <laughs> um, we had uh, a text, 731, who said, Idris Elba in my gym. My wife's still not forgiven me for not calling her so she could come and ogle. That's good. I had uh, tennis... Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Tennis Elba. I had Tennis Elba in my Full gym. of the jerks, aren't you? Full of them. <laughs> Idris um, Elba, I bet, he's, I bet he pumps some iron. I bet he does pump some iron. Because if you play those oh, sort I'd of action... Down, you if you play those sort of action-type men, yeah. you have right. to, you've got a, uh, an obligation to keep, like, you know... Oh, like, you've got to go the whole hog. You have. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't like I used that. to... We've also had an email. I used to live in London and I saw Michelle Rue Jr. out for a run on Clapham Common. He was wearing a France rugby shirt, of course. Oh, yeah. That is... Mm. I can imagine that. He's very rugby shirt, is isn't he? Is he a chef? Is he... Um, oh, yeah. The Rue brothers. Oh, yeah. There are two of them. Oh, I don't really Yeah, the know brothers Rue, I think they call themselves. Right. Yeah. And they're all right, are they? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't... And... Uh, 
I think they used to call themselves the Danny LaRue. No, I think that's a lie. Is that someone else? <laughs> um, we've also had a text in. Morning, my Saturday morning laughter. I listen whenever I'm at work. In regards to people exercising, I saw Frank on my way home from work jogging down the Gravesend Road. Gravesend Road, is that somewhere near you? I don't know what that means. Oh, OK. What I is the Gravesend? It's a street. It might be a street. The but your Graves? sense of direction's not... I don't Present. think it was, I don't I mean, think it's not. Me. A, I was going to say mm. it's not amazing, it was, but it's it not. It was Anthony at Cotton. All. Almost certainly it was Anthony Cotton. We look well, they, once we once we reddened up. Both well, of us, do, we look almost identical. The text does continue. When I shouted, "Go on, Frank!" from my car window, he seemed to do a little hop on the right hand side with a panicked look <laughs> on his face. Um, so maybe it wasn't you at no. all. Perhaps it was Graham Norton or something. You know, it's, although maybe. he's got the beard now, so it wouldn't be. I don't like yes. No, I, I bet you Anthony Cotton is my bear. Where, where is the Gravesend Road? Well, that could be another separate text in all. We well, could I just Google it. would be a very good text, and we <laughs> could Google it. <laughs> um, Can you imagine? Especially if it was just people saying, "You know, you know that pub." You know, it was those kind of really meandering <laughs> directions that would make me very happy in one respect as a texting. But um, oh, speaking of happy, well, we'll talk about it after. The Office for National Statistics have revealed the five happiest places and the five least happy places in it the UK. Like this, is this coming on ticker tape? Okay, go on, go on, hit me with it. Going over it's, to our correspondent at Reuters. It's big news. I would suggest if people are listening and they then think, oh, I'm not quite sure I got that, to be careful when Googling, because the Office for National Statistics, if you put in ONS, um, mm. my wife in, in the past tried to find some statistics out and ended up on a one-night stand website because oh. ONS, obviously. <laughs> Just be careful. At least that's what she said. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Who does absolutely it's a coincidence is I have a one-night stand ticker tape service <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my bedroom. <laughs> anyway, happiest place in the UK apparently is Fermanagh and Omar, which I think is in Northern Ireland. Never. I love that soul duo. Never heard of it. Fermanagh. Omar, second, I've heard of. Second happiest, Ribble Valley, which I've heard of. Don't know where that is. Don't really no. know it well. Oh, God, I feel third, bad about this. We'll get people now from... We'll third, get complaints. Eileen Shah. I think that's just a person. She's... Stexy's <laughs> midnight well, you know, runners. I suppose we're all a place. <laughs> we're all a small place. Eileen <laughs> Shah. Yeah. Uh, fourth, West Somerset. Okay. Well... Imagine if you lived in East Somerset. <laughs> uh, sitting, sitting at home saying, so close, but so far away. Yeah. It's miserable existence, yeah. isn't it, in East Somerset? And close five, but I wouldn't mind. Door. I wouldn't mind. It's only over there where it starts. <laughs> I can see him. Look at him, look at him. look at him laughing. Look at him laughing from me. I can see him laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. He does all the voices. Oh, yeah. I love this character. Can I just say that's not a professional voice actor that we've got in no, to play no. that? That's me. This character, I reckon he owns a pub. That's that East me. Somersetian that Frank is playing there. Fifth, the Orkney Islands. Well, that's funny. I was seeing him in a sort of Davros moving chariot, sort of gliding <laughs> chariot. I don't know why. No, I see him in the park. Would like a, a pint of cider on the... Uh, you know, they have, like, a worktop on them, those sliding chariots. Do they? Yeah. Very useful. In my mind, they do. Do yeah. they? All right well, with that? Very handy, yeah. OK. So what do you think of that? Well, a bolster in Derbyshire is the least happy. 
just FYI. Which one? Bolsover. Bolsover, that's yeah. some oh, Dennis Skinner's constituency, isn't it? Because <laughs> oh. he's called the Beast of Bolsover. Oh. Is that where you're from, Derbyshire? No, it isn't. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's up that way. Well, I thought it was. Your voice is sort of like that. Oh, very London. <laughs> it's. I feel bad that we haven't heard of it. That's awful. I, d- I don't. The uh, the least happy top five is Bolsover, Cannock Chase, I've heard of. Oh, I of. know that. That's not far from Wolverhampton. Dundee mm. City, I've heard of. Yeah. Dover, Sorry, how entertaining of. is this radio? You're <laughs> just reading out places and you're going, haven't heard of, have heard of. Let's get an atlas. No, haven't heard of. It started off with that road I hadn't heard of. Gravesend Road, haven't heard of that. But we can identify a whole... Chart of what we've heard of in Britain. That'd no, be there interesting. Is a, there is a pattern here because the top five, or well, the bottom five, I suppose, least happy places. I've heard of all of them, but I've never there heard of the happiest what places. Does that sound of. This what is does like that? Um, Bob, uh, Bob Monkhouse's opportunity knocks. Frank Skinner's. I've heard of, <laughs> but it no, tells I've me I've never heard of. It tells me that the happy places are the least busy. Nobody's going there, so they're just like blissfully ignorant of what the world is really like. Is I, that? I, I do wish the Ribble Valley had been voted um, the untidiest place in Britain. Then, then we could have sang, Ribble, Ribble, your place is a mess. <laughs> that would have made me happy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Sometimes I'm very relieved people can't hear us. What we say during the uh, <laughs> right? Oh no, I had the mic, so was that oh, right? Oh, yeah. oh, um, sorry, I think everyone. we need to take a wander, Frank. A wander to oh to um, email corner. Yeah. I want to go to a manor and home for manor and home are the happiest place. In... Do you? Oh, we can go back there. I'd like to see how happy they are. Um, hold on, I'll be with you. Here we go. <laughs> So I'd help it I out. like that remix. That's yeah, good. I think it needs because now in the age of urban, people uh-huh. want talking on over music. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I describe it as animated talking is what people really like yeah. now on the record. Have you been hanging out with your kiss friends? Um, well, I've, I've passed a couple in the corridor. Mm, I like them. Uh, this is a, an email from Erez, who says, "Hi everyone, I'm a podcast listener. Okay, so I couldn't join in the discussion live." What discussion is that, you may well ask? Well, it was regarding our discussion of the luggage carousel. Do you recall that last mm-hmm. week? Oh, the yes, week it, was, it was a text in um, the most interesting things you've seen on a luggage carousel at the airport. Correct. Errors it's con- one of my proudest moments. Yeah. <laughs> Errors continues, just wanted to share, I've always wanted an airport to organise the carousel differently. How about you organise the luggage on the floor around and let the people sit in the turning carousel until they get to their luggage? It'd be... The trouble is with that... Yeah. I, I like the idea, but... I don't think he means for you to treat it seriously, but... Oh, I was why thinking... Not? The main problem with it is the national obesity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> which I think would push the carousel to the beyond its limits. Oh, goodness me. You'd have to pay a fine. You'd obviously have to pay extra, like you have to, at the moment, for extra luggage. That's oh, yes. It, that's that's, that's fair enough. It, it yeah. spoiled so many fun things, the National Obesity Crisis. Mm-hmm. Only last week I was talking about, you know, the circular trampoline held out by firemen under burning buildings. <laughs> <laughs> They've obviously thought, well, we've got now, we won't be able to hold. We won't be able to hold her. We're going to have to burn! 
<laughs> it's, it's a different world. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, do you want to roll with it? Yeah. Yeah, I well, know. I just had the soup. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. A little uh, bit of uh, Greg's dialogue. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, we have guests coming in this morning. You know, we don't really do guests on this show. We've made an <clears throat> exception. Yeah. Mm. Um, so supr- let's call them surprise guests. They'll be they'll be along in this hour. Ooh. You see, I never say in this hour either. No. What a DJ I've become. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We've, uh, we've just had a text in referring to the um, email that we had. Um, oh, yeah. Hi, team. The luggage and people swap around was done by Not the Nine O'Clock News in about 81. Hilarious. From Gavin Ipswich. So, um... <laughs> oh, great minds think alike. Now our... our Listenership is heckling each other. It seems no. I, d- I don't think that means that er- er- errors was it? Errors oh, sent it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it, we shouldn't uh, question the comedy of errors. Very good. Oh, very good. <laughs> I mean, sometimes <laughs> it just comes to you, doesn't it? I, it tell you, I had an embarrassing thing. I was sitting this. I'm just telling this to the to our readers. <laughs> I was sitting here quietly, and I started laughing. And Al said, "What are you laughing at?" The, I said, one I, of the most you've ever laughed in your whole and life. And I said, yeah. "I said completely unironically, I've just remembered a joke I wrote this week." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and now wow. he's laughing at it again. Oh, I know, yeah. but it is the because government. It keeps on giving. I've become a monstrous character. <laughs> 670 has texted us. Oh, yeah. The Gravesend Road is the old A2 from Strops to Gravesend in Kent. Um, I, I think, think it was me. Shropshire. Oh. Shropshire. Is it Kent? I, don't, I couldn't run that far. <laughs> it was definitely Frank, as it was all over Strood. social media. Strood it is. It was all over social media. He was in the area soon, some sort of charity run. This must have been about three years ago. Oh, oh, well, if it was three years ago. I didn't know they had social media then. No, um, me neither. I must have been when I ran with John Bishop, but they didn't recognise him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've also had quite a few texts correcting my pronunciation of firm manner. Oh, yeah. Firm manner, not firm manner. What did you call it? Firm manner. Do, firm do, manner. Do, 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 do. Although, confusingly, one person has... Wouldn't it be great if it was called Fermanagh and it was, it was twinned with uh, a Manamana. Belgian town called... Do, 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 do. <laughs> oh, the fun they'd have when they got to... I imagine they have exchange parties, those twin towns. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'd quite like to know what twin towns do, because you imagine... What do they do? You know, I've always been absolutely... Um, Really stress stress ridden by the idea of finding a partner when you're if you're at Wimbledon you're a tennis player mm. saying to someone do you want to be my partner in the doubles and I'm going no <laughs> <laughs> just the horror of that the horror of it and what are, what do they do does the mayor of Fermanagh phone up uh, the yeah. mayor of do 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 and say do you want to be twin do they say we don't want to be twinned. Do they have a twin town? It's like Tinder, where they swipe left or right. Maybe they, Good maybe point. they do. Twinder. Yes. Very good. Mm. How does that? If anyone knows anything about the twin town things, it's a. You see, they all brag about twin towns. They do. Do they? Yeah. Oh yeah. As you, you drive often in. Get, yeah. Welcome to Narlsborough, twinned with Mahari and <laughs> Behi. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's one. That's just one I remember off the off the top of my head. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Had a good question in by the text message. Frank, can you explain why your show is an hour behind when listening in my car to what I hear at home? Many thanks, Carol. We Die can't... faster! <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can. It's about your speed. Now, what happens is this show goes out in its original live state on Absolute Radio, and then an hour later it is um, broadcast on what we call the Decade Channels. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s, 90s... You know, you know, the, you know the decades, <laughs> the decades of the twentieth century, mm-hmm. and I, I think they do noughties as well, which is the yeah. tw- uh, twenty first century, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't guess. I'm confident. Yeah, confident been, with that one. Very well been handled. What Frank. I suspect is a, a fib. Swindon is twinned with Disney World. How did they get that? That's got to be a fib, hasn't it? That can't be. Oh, well, Disney World's some... not a. It's not a. Do, do they mean Disneyland Paris? Is that what they mean? I don't... Uh, I oh. don't know. Anyway. Ma- I think that's... Is that someone mocking Swindon? I think, I think it might be um, a pulling of the leg there. OK. There's going to be a reference to the Magic Roundabout in the next day. You know, the, you know the Magic Roundabout in Swindon? Oh. Have you no. ever seen it? No. It's an enormous roundabout with, like, about eight exits and every exit is a mini roundabout oh. is this one of your lies no, oh, okay. no so when you, you approach recently, it when yeah. you approach it it looks like a star chart which right. is they're showing you thing it's, it's it's actually a feat of i bet the bloke who come up with it thinks thought these will be all over the country uh-huh. five years time i've never seen another one anyway <laughs> frank we've got our guests in the building are we not going to say who they are until they come into we're the not going to say who they are but what? suffice to say zane mallet will not be with them <laughs> and one of them has already <laughs> asked for the wi-fi code is that right yeah <laughs> i can exclusively reveal okay so whoever it is, a little clue there, online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> online presence. Mm, I love online presence. Yeah. <laughs> OK. What else? Oh, yes, um, I had um, what I can only describe as... I know, I honestly think... Uh, when, when are they, are they coming in the next link? Oh, I don't... This is <laughs> waiting for God, eh? This is the sort of chat that could happen off air, isn't it? When are they on again? <laughs> well... Frank, you um, wouldn't get this on a chat show. <laughs> you would on mine. <laughs> That's why it's not on air anymore. I shouldn't have brought up the chat show. No, exactly. I love that show, can I just say? Oh, no. What? Never, never go back. Never go back, that's no. what I say. Down straight. Um, anyway, we um, we have... Are, are they in the next link, Daisy? <laughs> Can't stop asking if they're in. We've got... Um, all link. One... D- um, anyway, <laughs> mystery guests will be coming up af- after um, this short message from our sponsors. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Um, we have special guests. and We have David Badil and Moena Banks Hello. in the studio. Hello. How about that? How lovely to be here. Now, these are people who live in my road. (laughs) You basically asked your neighbours on. But they also have a professional uh, profile. We didn't get a lift in, by the way. You didn't? Not from you. (laughs) 
You didn't get a lift at night. No, you got a car, but not from you. I had plenty of room. All those empty seats you had. I did. on his own in an eight-seater. Is that? Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Did it? Was it like the bloke who offered you a sandwich or not? You've been listening to the show. I love a bloke who does his prep. I don't do my problem. We always do the show, don't we, Morwen? It's a family nice. fixture. Oh, well, that's fabulous. Um, I'm going to, um, let's get straight down to business, because you're not just, let's face it, you're not just passing... <laughs> <laughs> Trade. You wouldn't have you've let us done, in. You've done stuff, <laughs> and you'd like people to know about it. Now, I'm, I, I'm a bit of an old-fashioned character. Ladies <laughs> first, that's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a premiere the other week, um, and I haven't been to one for ages, because I, I, I don't know, I don't love them like I used to. No. When, uh, when we were first famous, right, do you remember that? Oh, I couldn't resist them. We loved a premiere. <laughs> I mean, the novelty hadn't worn off. You loved no, a no. 90s premiere, didn't oh, you? You I and remember, your Jack shirt. Well, I can remember standing Pearl up in Pearl Harbour, do you remember that? <laughs> oh, that was great. Do you remember Pearl Harbour? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was strange, we were famous in 1943. It was incredible. <laughs> Tuned into Radio 4. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Josh um, Hartnett. Was he in it? Josh Can Hartnett. I just say, K- this is like K- those two old men in the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> a tour. This is one of the tours going past outside. <laughs> Look, everyone's waving. Anyway, let's get down to it. So I went to see Miss You Already, which is a film written by Moana Banks. Now, that's quite a thing, isn't it? Oh, well, um, yes. No, I was, I was very grateful that you came. I'm very proud that you came, actually, Frank, because I know, I know you, don't, you don't like a premiere these days, but yes, I did, I did, uh, I did have something to do with the writing of it. Yeah. Come on, you wrote it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's very humble, Moana. She is very humble, yeah. She, um, she someone won't... has to be in their family. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've written and completely done it, and it's really impressive, a children's book called The Person Control. Oh, do we have an I did that purely because I wanted to show how unhumble I am in comparison. That was it. It's great. How often do you get a couple who've both got product out there simultaneously? (laughs) Kim and Kanye. Can I say of this this film, can I just say, it's like 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 one of those British films where Max Beasley... It's like a proper... (laughs) (laughs) It's a proper film with proper big stars and a proper big Hollywood thing. (laughs) And... um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be diminishing it to say that it's a weepy. Well, would I? I, I think it, I, I'd hope it's got a bit more than that. Well, I think that the word weepy has become no, a bit. No, but weepies have of, always got a bit more. They've than got that. a bit more. They, they, I mean, yeah, many of my favourite films. I have cried in, but I think it's it's a sort of story about it's about friendship. It's about two friends who've got these sudden big challenges in their lives that mm. they've got to that they've got to sort of either overcome or just deal with, and it's about how they do or don't deal with that. Um, and I think it. It's sort of. I worry if, it, if it's a weep, it might relegate it a bit to being something people think. Oh, I don't like weepies. I'm not going to be told that oh, I'm well, going to cry. Do you know what yeah, I mean? maybe. You see, I don't. I I I highly rate the notion of it because I think many have tried a weep. Mm. I mean, I weep. I cry every time at Independence Day. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, that's when, an odd one. When Will Smith finds his wife again in the. Uh, I mean, amongst the crowd. Right, spoiler, spoiler oh, yeah. alert. It's not the big spoiler. No, no, no. no. But we... Independence in, Day. Interplanetary War, who we, wins that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think we do all right, don't we? <laughs> no, really, we'll we'll save yeah. the world with uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's what yeah. Anyway, that's not the film we're talking about. Strange choice of person yeah. to save the world. <laughs> so Jeff Goldblum. It was... Yeah, you don't want someone going, um, I'm, um... I'm going to save the world. 
Yeah, so... Um, and that was Independence Day. We yeah. sort of done it yeah. in three seconds. Anyway, <laughs> it was... I was very... It, well, I, I'm certainly not diminishing it. it, it I'm going to say this. It's, it's about, uh, what, about two women who are really, really close friends, and one of them gets cancer, and that's what it's about. I'm not going to beat around the bush because it's breakfast radio. It's very, very moving. It's also very, very funny right. and brilliantly acted... And I honestly, I'm not saying this because you're here. It's like a proper, a proper, enjoyable, interesting, thought-provoking, funny. And yes, I did cry yeah, for an oh, hour. No. Crying, is, <laughs> crying in cinema is really good. I had a sort of massive epiphany, if I can use that word. Can I use that word? Yeah. When I was about... Is, is that an ice cream? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's why I'm so fast. He's still, trying, he's still trying to digest it. No, I had a I had a big sort of revelation uh, when I was about twenty because I used to like art films when I was a teenager because I was a bit annoying mm. uh, and I used to think the Draftsman's Contract by Peter oh, yes. Greeder was my favourite film. Yeah, and I know then, what you then like for that. a lo- for a slightly sneering laugh, I went to see ET, thinking, "Well, this will be rubbish. I'll raise an eyebrow at that." And then I cried so much at ET especially mm. at the end, that I thought, this is amazing, I never really want to see films except films that do this, and, you know, that really move you and really touch you. So I, I agree with you. To say that a film makes you cry, the word weepy is a bit diminishing sometimes, but to mm. say that a film makes you cry and moves you is a brilliant thing. Yeah, yes. and I'm, I'm really touched, right? Honestly, because coming from you, who I know, you know, is, a, is the benchmark is very high with, the, with, the, with, the, with the comedy. Yeah, sorry about that, and, I shouldn't uh, have leaned on it. <laughs> <laughs> My legs are dangling. Uh, it is, is fantastic. So, uh, so I'm, re- I'm really well, touched. Well, it's, it's, I would recommend people go and see Miss You already. And it's got Drew Barrymore. Mm. I mean, it's got lots of stars in it, but I love it. Drew ba- oh. But Drew Barrymore, I've always oh, thought, was fantastic. She's an E.T. as well. She is an E.T. Yeah, oh, in our end is our beginning. <laughs> and there is actually, yeah, an, an E.T. joke in the film. Oh, it's all happening. Mm. All I'm going I'm to play some music while I recall. I'm going to cry. Oh, I don't remember it either. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Let's move on to your your product, Dave. Okay, product. I don't wish to Can we not call it a product? OK, let, I won't call it that. It's a book. Just so yes, FYI, David's book. a little more high-maintenance and more well-made. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <It's interviewed. laughs> well, I'm a little less humble, that is true. Yeah. I'm a little yeah. less Kate humble. <laughs> mm, we all are, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Well, the world is, I've noticed. Well, apart so from her. So you have, you have a book yes. out... It's called The Person Controller. It's my second children's don't, book. Don't rush through the title. The Person Controller, yes. it's called, yes. The Person Controller. <laughs> and it's... What age, it. what age group is it aimed at? It's right? aimed at nine to twelves, but really anyone can read it of any age, because I don't like to put off potential customers. No. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's... Uh, actually, they are very focused on that in the children's market, because one thing that happened with this book is that my previous book, The Parent Agency... Yes. That, uh, that, again, this is not a very humble thing to say, but that sold really well. As a result of that... Congratulations. Thanks. Well done, uh, the yeah. pu- cheers. Thanks, everybody. She benefits. Well, Wella benefits from it, saying it's selling really well. She's on benefits. I hope you've declared that. She's a migrant as well from Cornwall. Have you declared the film takings? I like that more Wella benefits. She's writing Hollywood movies. She doesn't need My point being that when that... No, it's all gone a bit. That star is born. When, when that's sold all right, the uh, publishers start saying, because it's for 9- to 12-year-olds, can you write another one pretty quickly? Otherwise, your audience will grow up. Oh. Okay. oh. They say, yes. And I think that's a slight... 
category error because I believe there are more of them coming up, aren't there, through what's called another generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but nonetheless, they say, look, the ones who bought this one, if you don't get it out within the 9 to 12 age bracket time period, oh. as it were... They, they'll be gone. They'll be on to young adult books and right. Twilight Judy or whatever. Judy Blooms. Is, 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 isn't the secret... <laughs> isn't the secret to write a 12 to 15 one next yes, well, and just what, chase them, just chase that crowd? Well, well, J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling, who, no. let's be honest, has done pretty well. She, basically, every Harry Potter book is slightly older. Is that right? Well, uh, the characters Surely are slightly it's older. slightly newer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a philosophical point. What, it was chronology. Yeah. How about that one? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're right there. But, that, so that's, so yes, this is for 9 to 12 year olds, and I don't want to suggest I rushed it out. That no. would be bad. Again, put off... Can I say customers. what appeals to me about this book? Yes, can I tell you what it's about? Well, I'll tell you what it's about. Okay. It's about school bullies, and Frank and I were both school bullies, actually. We were bullied, we were bullied, and, and, and we bullied. I was bullied. So but this I is an area of interest. I never got big enough to bully back. Oh, I, I think I, I you, you should have spoke to me for a, <laughs> a consultant. It is partly about bullies, but it's mainly about two twins who go who are gamers. How many twins? Two twins. Oh, <laughs> unusual. <laughs> so, <can I> two <laughs> children, not four. It is confusing. <laughs> David always says two twins, and I never pull him up on it. I just yeah. let it go. It's not like that's it. That's why. That's why he's out of control. I blame you. So what? I pick my battles. You can't say one twin. No, say twins. Okay. I'll, I'll do all the work. <laughs> I'll do the math. It's about twins. That feels weird to me. But uh, and they are gamers, right? And they get well, given... look, in, in the modern age, we don't question people. No, they, they get a magic controller with which they can control each other and give each other the superpowers that oh. Super Mario has. Oh, or she can yeah, make I him can. really good at football mm. by thinking about FIFA as she operates the magic controller. Oh, it's a and they beat the bullies using the magic controller. Is it a little bit Noel Edmonds' cosmic ordering? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> I felt like he's doing that for each other. Also, I wouldn't pitch that as a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> well, Noel phones me with it two or three times. I think stop me in the street clutching a dog-eared manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I That's think... his hair, I think. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Um, I'm with Moena Banks, the film writer, and um, <laughs> David Badil, the children's entertainer. <laughs> I think you'll That's find he's now called a uh, much-loved comedian and author That's on the press says. release. Is that what much love? Much-loved comedian and I author. I feel Frank often says when someone says, uh, this is a funny thing, he says, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel what the nation is saying when my press release well, says much, much You're much loved in this room. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, Let's stick with that. It also says you're a major new force in children's fiction. Oh, well, that clearly mm -hmm. is true. Yes. It I, also had to, says, I had to write a new book very quickly because It also that. says you got a double first from Cambridge. No, stop saying <laughs> things about me. What else does it say about I, I, I always life? forget. So I, always, forget. I always forget. I always forget to put my uh, qualifications on press releases. <laughs> so, what can I say that... Um, so, I do honestly think people should go and see I Miss You Already because I think it will make you think a bit about life as well as having a laugh. Um, what certificate is it, when? So it's a 12A, which means that it is suitable for children, I believe, und under 12, as long as they're accompanied by an adult. But I would... It, it's quite strong There's subject matter, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a strong subject, and it's also... Yeah. There is some... Um, there's some sauciness. There's some it. sauciness, yeah. yeah. So, so, so yes, the, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the premiere, there were yeah. some children in the audience. Well, I, I think mean, they were the ones who, who were in it. They were in it, yeah. yeah. Just because you're in it... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, doesn't mean you've seen all the scenes. No, no, no. Yeah. That's probably true. There's they their, their mom who went there and chaperoned them and kept them away from those bits. Probably thought, well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Does twelve A mean that you can take any child you like? Mm, ten and a, I don't know actually. What does twelve A mean? Yeah, I've I don't really know. What you can't take kids you don't like. You can <laughs> take t- under twelve if the, if you were an adult. Okay, I wouldn't you can take, take four year old. No. no. Well, anyway, let's not talk about who can't go. Yeah, I'm saying you should go. Whether we're any six months old reading your book. Yeah. Well, why dwell I on it? So. I don't like to put off potential customers. <laughs> no, I know that. <laughs> you keep saying Now, now you, um, Moena, you <laughs> are in one of the most iconic children's entertainments in, well, certainly in Britain, like maybe worldwide, I don't it know. Apparently worldwide, worldwide, yeah. In We've the, had you, a tweet, Wayne, about yeah, it. have we? Lee says, I listen to Morwenna Banks every day in Pepper and Ben and Holly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I do. I listen to her every day as well. Just going <laughs> on, you know, <laughs> like they do. What, is this 1972? <laughs> I just thought I'd do that bit. So, is Mommy Pig, amongst other characters, but most notably Mommy Pig, which is, I mean, so... Now, is there a formula? Do you no. look at Peppa Pig and think, I know why this is absolutely massive? No, and do you know what? When I, when I first... I've worked a lot with the, the guys who created it, um, Neville Astley and Mark Baker, these two fantastic animators who've done some beautiful sort of delicate animation work and films throughout their career, and I often did the voices for them. They did, they did this one that took them about five years to make called Jolly Roger, and it's nominated for an Oscar, but it, it's a work of art. And then they then they were basically couldn't work commercially. So, so Did I say commercially? Yeah, you said commercially. <laughs> I meant commercially. It's, yeah. a, it's a very similar thing. You, you need um, some children's and, uh, work. Yeah, they, so, they, so they, they, they basically couldn't make it work. And they showed me a picture on their computer of Peppa Pig and said, this is, we've learned to do computer animation, this is our last chance. And I thought, what are they thinking? A little, what this what is that? That's never going to work. Yeah, so I did the voices for the first pilot. And the rest is history. Yes, it is. But can you learn from that, Dave? Well, well I try. <laughs> no, but I mean, mean, there's a magic formula to what, what kids like, surely. I, I don't know. I mean, I think with Peppa Pig, it's the colours and the stories and all that work incredibly well. Do you know what? They're really honest. They're, 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 they aren't patronising because they just write... The, the two of them write it, all of them, pretty much. They've got one other writer, so they author everything, so it's not farmed out, and so the vision is wow. really pure. And they are funny. They're proper funny. No, they are funny. But I think funny is very important. Like, I'm with both my well, kids. Now, now you finally come to that point. I finally come to that conclusion, Frank. <laughs> Too late. I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> and you said no. But I think with kids, you should not talk down to them in terms yeah. of comedy. You, you basically just miss out the swearing and then just assume <laughs> that, they un- yeah. that they understand yeah, funny basically. like you there do. It's, it's the formula for writing <laughs> for children. From it's funny man, David Bidier. It's sort of like Simpsons for babies, I think, Peppermint. Oh, yeah, that's a oh, very good. kids like it and the adults like it because um, it reflects their Some experience. people think I'm daddy pig. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Can I say before we say anything else that Miss You Already is in cinemas now? You yeah. can go and see, you could go and see it this afternoon you could. Yeah, if you go wanted on. to. Yeah. And uh, the person controller, David Baddiel's, um book is out on the 8th of October. Yes. Uh, just in time for that little old Christmas mark. <laughs> Potential customers. Fab. Okay. <laughs> uh, I bought you a present. I'll tell you what it is. It's a single released by Colin Crompton, who older listeners will know it was in the Wheel Tappers and Shunters Cup yes. Club. And his catchphrase was, Best of order, thank you, please. 
and uh, he released a single called Best Order Thank You Please. I found it in a charity Aww. shop in Penzance. Here you are, Frank. Do you know I recently portrayed him in, yes. the, in a TV documentary? I didn't know you actually portrayed him, but uh, I remember people saying to me, well, no one said it to me actually, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you said once that you look like Colin Compton. No, well, Matt, a driver's, I got in a car and a driver said to me, I didn't recognise you without the flat cap on. And no, I had to pretend were... I was calling. I had to. No. It, I had to invent <laughs> really? meetings. I'd had at ITV about bringing it back. And all <laughs> no, that. a man it... who would be in his eighties now, surely. A, a man who's gone mm. said to his friends, I "Had Colin Crompton in the uh, <laughs> car today," and they said, "No, oh, he died in 1985." <laughs> and oh, now he's no. telling it as a supernatural tale. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, look, it's um, I, I very much well done, well, and brilliant you. to Thank be you. a couple that's that's, oh. that's doing stuff like this Thank when you. so many <laughs> couples do nothing. They just sit on Watch what box sets yeah, and, like and, and, you know, and have biscuits. <laughs> Kim and Kenya, Whereas you two, you've done something with your lives. I respect you for that. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. I think if there's any so couples kind. listening who are just slobbing out, oh, you can learn from these two. Talk to the entire <laughs> nation of couples. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right, well, it's been lovely to have you in, because although well, we live, in, rise, we live in the same road, I see them about once every six months. It's <laughs> the kind oh. of friend I am. I'm so busy, you see. <laughs> no, you're not. I know, no, I'm no, not. You just do this. No, I'm not. I'm just, um, I'm just very nimble when it comes to tree hiding. <laughs> tree, tree hiding. You know tree hiding. <laughs> that's that. That's sport. I've heard about. <laughs> I'm channel five. Yeah, I hit three today. It's a Birmingham thing. Thank you so much, guys. Mawena, um it's it's a, it's a beautiful film. David, I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> it's a beautiful but book. I, but I'm gonna. Well, I love the <laughs> I love the premise. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, okay. Frank. Okay, so, um, yes, thank you very much for listening, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out! The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.